Welcome back, Seahawks fans, to another episode of the Seahawks Nest Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Sano, joined, as always, by the Electro to my Rhino. It's Kevin Garber. Kevin, how you doing? Zap. Okay, and our very own Pace Pop Pete. That's right. It's Eric Ronovec. Eric, how you feeling? You know what I do? I shoot a gun and I gum up the works with glue. Yeah. Don't read into that. <laughs> so, another week. Uh, another. That was certified. It was definitely glue. And it's all purple costume. This is a, a 70s. It was a 70s cartoon. It had to be glue. It was certified. Is this the absolute low point of the NFL offseason? Beats Spider-Man. I mean, there's nothing going on, so yeah. Uh, well, let's see. I think it was the PFF podcast where someone said they left for two weeks and came back and realized they didn't miss anything. Yeah, like, that, that about this is the it. most upvoted story on the NFL subreddit from last week. You ready for this? Alvin Kamara says a team official asked him to take out his no ring before meeting with the GM during the draft process. No, you don't like it, then you don't need to draft me. That is the top most upvoted story of anything that happened. Uh, I like Kareem Hunt got in a bar fight and now has to talk to Cleveland management again. Oh, nice. Uh, Cleveland police said negative on that, by the way. (laughs) Oh, all right. Yeah, so either they're covering for him or... I don't know if he's one of the Browns yet. I know that um, uh, Ken Baring died. That's big Seahawks news. Maybe uh, you're getting to that. Maybe yeah, you so weren't. That's like basically the only Seahawks story. I'll tell you this. This is Ken, the time of the Ken year Baring, where... Ken good, per, good person, bad sports owner. Uh, I, yeah. I'm not willing to dance on somebody's grave, but kind of screw that guy. But I mean, he he literally gave tons of money to charity. Like almost all of his money that he made, he gave to charity. Just not a great sports owner. The World War II exhibit yeah, at the a, Smithsonian is in the Ken Baring wing. Let me put it this way: he was as much of a dick as a sports owner as he was great person as a philanthropist. Right. So on balance, let's just balance the scales. He's so probably fifty-fifty. He probably made it across the river, you know, and then uh, he's he's now in the Egyptian underworld. I'm okay. just saying, on the important things in life, <laughs> on the important things in life, Ken Baring, decent guy. But on, on the stuff that I care about. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Terrible person. Uh, Zeke Elliott when I met with the commissioner to say, please don't suspend me. The first Major League Baseball game in London scored more points than the first foot NFL game in London. Yeah, but they also put 24 to better worst teams. I don't know. That's, that's pretty crazy, though. Baseball is a generally lower scoring sport. Baseball is generally pretty crazy. Definitely lower scoring All right, with the, the fans. Let's be honest, Eric. <laughs> the, the biggest Seattle football news this week was the XFL. That's right. They filed five potential trademarks. <gasps> did you XFL read these? I did not. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, man. Oh, I, this is why I don't get ready to it. not be I got, excited. I got a lot of likes on my response to this, uh, to this tweet, by the way. Oh. Um, I think I got, um, yeah, like 13. There you go. I, what I put, them names, bro? Here yeah. we go. You ready? All right. Let's bring Give it. them a pause for reaction between each. Yeah. And then at the end, Eric, I want to hear your favorite name. These okay. are it. These are in order. That Seattle Pace Pot Pete's is running number one <laughs> for me. That would have been a better name than Seattle people. Wild. Okay. That's bad because it's already a hockey team. Yes. And also it sounds like a lingerie also, football we're, team. Also, we're pretty tame despite being kind of wild. All right. Seattle Force. We are not a ladies soccer team. Continue. Seattle Force sounds like a like if you you, um, you know when you create a team on Madden and they have like the default names. Seattle Force sounds like something that would be in also there. also with Seattle Wild. You mean it sounds pretty forced? It sounds pretty generic. I'll tell you this right now: Seattle Force is the name of my pickleball league I'm starting. So <laughs> okay. Uh, also, it's uh, actually WTO Riot themed. Uh, <laughs> Seattle <laughs> Fury. Seattle Fury. Huh. I'm, you're three of the five in. I'm not all that stoked. They're bad. The Seattle Fury, uh, that that's a great roller derby team. Fury, Seattle Fury is just like... And that's if there's so, four other teams that are Seattle something, and then they make the Seattle so Fury bad. after that. Is, is the joke there that it rhymes with fairy? Like, that's the only thing I could think of. If it's wait, a wait, fairy on F-A-R-Y fire, I'll take it. I-R-Y nope. fairy or F-E-R-R-Y? Because like that's... Because here's the thing that I bugs me about all of these fear, names, and fear. when you hear the other two, you're gonna hear that it bugs me about these two too. That they they all have nothing to do with Seattle. They, keep going, keep going. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, here, speaking of nothing to do with Seattle, Eric, how about Seattle Dragons? Oh, that's the winner. Not because I like it. I'm just telling you, I've seen the future. Welcome the XFL Seattle Dragons. That's horrible. Dude, I, I didn't say it wasn't. I'm telling you. But I want them to come out of the tunnel with one of those giant like uh, Chinese street parade dragons. Leading the charge out of the tunnel. Oh, only it's comprised entirely of players. Since it's in Seattle, it makes sense. But since it's run by Vince McMahon, no effing way. 
okay, so then the last one, yes, uh, is uh, it's because life's a scream, the Seattle Surge. <laughs> <laughs> you know, named after my least favorite. <laughs> Soda. If it was a Seattle Mellow Yellows, I'd like it a little more. The Seattle okay. Green Rivers? So, so the guy uh, tweeted you, it, Kevin. and he put my analysis with, like, the downhand poning emoji, and then he put, like, a two-minute video of him talking about the filings and, like, telling us, like, the legal ramifications. And then I just put my analysis with a finger pointing down, and I put a picture, this gif, Eric, of a dumpster that's on fire. Yeah, that works. So, that's my favorite in-season gif. So I'll tell you right now, the dragons might be the best because... The dragons are usually green, and people love uh, green in Seattle, and it's a no-brainer. It's still terrible. Seattle dragons. Dude, I want them to be the dragons and then hook up with uh, um, the Wing Luke Museum yeah. and like genuinely tie into the culture. This is never going to happen, by the way. The yeah. only and way, that would be really cool. The only way that I would like dragons is if they had like a drag show at every halftime, and, it, <laughs> and our logo was a drag queen, and it would yeah, that would that would be okay with me because then it would be make me feel like it had something to do with Seattle. And um, then they do like a like a, an engine revving drag race joke when the offense is really taking off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I'll take the invite RuPaul out to do the uh, the anthem on the first uh, game, and to raise the twelfth uh, drag flag. And every first down, you got to work it, I girl. Mean, it doesn't really matter because the XFL is going to fold in like one year. Oh no, no, so. they have enough. They have enough money saved up for two years. There you go. That's so it's gonna last. it's going to take the AFL's place or something. The AAFL? You That's mean? what I said. Yeah, yeah, that one too. Hey man, that was a uh, an eight-month league. That, or I'm sorry, an eight-game league that I still never got their acronym correct. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, go San Diego Fleet. That was um, my team. The other thing is, uh, Matty Brown did another one of his like really good um, All-22 breakdowns. The Ugo Amadi? Um, that was a good about one. About Ugo Amadi. And, uh, Props. He, uh, Even though we're bitter rivals. <laughs> I mean... They still blocked us on Twitter. And, yeah, and they unblock us, bitter rivals. A lot of stuff has happened between now and then that makes me think that they should have unblocked us, but I'm not <laughs> going to talk about it. Um, so, it's it's thing is, is that he he could do either one, was like the, the conclusion, but he's not probably not going to be a, a deep safety. Um, they talked a lot about, and I think that uh, you and I came to this consensus while watching the tape. He has a skill set to play box safety for seattle but the same skill set overlaps a lot with nickel if we do what we've been talking about where you functionally run a three safety system and one of those safeties is like ben burkirvin or something like so you can actually like play against the run too or one of because i think that that that's another thing that cx have done really well but this roster construction is they have these flexible safeties who could play hangover coverage on guys that are pretty fast and that, that kind of excites me, too. Yeah, we've got a lot of speed at linebacker, which is the type of flexibility that you need in the modern NFL. Um, all right. Well, there you go. That's I just I highly recommend that article if you just like a film guy and you just want to watch some, some plays and, you know, see a guy who I think is pretty smart talk about uh, something we've been talking about on this podcast. Um, but I like I said, I still see Ugo as as if his role on the team, if, if it's this year, will be uh, if he's on the field, it'll be as a, a nickel safety, or I mean a nickel corner. Uh, also of note, um, uh, Shaquille Griffin in the best shape of his life. Oh, to get out of here with that! <laughs> Did they, was that real, a real article? It's a little late for best. I feel like I could just say that whenever I want, and there's going to be an article to match. For as any long as player. it's before uh, before the preseason, you're good. Uh, Tyler Lockett feeling real good. Yeah, whatever. That's, okay, <laughs> this is important news. No, it's not. Uh, <laughs> this, is like, this is as important as like Marshawn Lynch played in a Fortnite tournament. Uh, like it's like right in there. He way. did. Yeah, he played in a hundred man. Why didn't you bring that pro, up? Pro Am Fortnite tournament. Good to because know. it doesn't matter. Um, that's that's how much it matters. We All just right. spent five minutes on XFL team names. I mean, at least it's football. <laughs> In the words of the old man in Christmas Story, that's real news. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to hear who's the best at exercising in the off season, there, uh, Kevin. <laughs> much, much, much like my hero. I don't care about who's the best at exercising. <laughs> okay, um, Cowboys. Let's talk about practice. Let's talk about the N- 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 NFC East. We are finally in the NFC. We're in the NFC East. We're kind of in the NFC. We've got four teams here, of varying sk- skill levels. Uh, the Cowboys. 
They lost Cole Beasley, Jeff Swaim, Damian Wilson. They added Randall Cobb, Robert Quinn, and Jason Witten to their team that made the playoffs last year. They drafted Tristan Hill and Connor McGovern in the first three rounds, and the Seahawks connection for this one was a tough one. But I came up with something. You guys ready? Yeah, let's do it. Jason Witten announced the Seahawks' week two loss to the <laughs> oh, Bears no. last year. That is... <laughs> wait, that's wait. a deep poll. I'll, J- I'll Jason Witten broke the Pro Bowl MVP trophy uh, that, that many Seahawks players participated in that Pro Bowl. So wait, did he... <laughs> How about Kellen Moore no. played at Boise State? No, that's just like way too loose. <laughs> Come on, let's do this. If we're going to do that, I mean... Real quick, is Jason Dallas Witten employed a, anymore? Dallas has a UW guy, right? Like, they have to. I, I can't imagine they, they, don't, they don't. There's too many of them. Okay, um, it doesn't matter. Jason Witten announced our game. That's our, my Dallas connection. Kevin, how do you feel about the Dallas Cowboys this year? So they're a team that feasted on a oft-injured and down uh, NFC East last year. And if you see them doing really well, then you see them feasting on the same situation. They went 5-1 in the division last year, which is atypical. Yeah, this division's usually pretty competitive. Like even None of the teams usually are truly bad. Except the Giants. Except for last year, the Giants were truly very bad. So, but don't worry, they made a lot of big moves. Sorry. <laughs> I feel like net they gained back Travis Frederick from health for health reasons. That could be a really big pickup because that's a competent player in the middle of their O line. Um, I don't really know what Jason Witten is at this point. I think Robert Quinn and uh, Malik Collins are upgrades along the interior, and I like but don't love their draft. Yeah, it's hard to like their draft. I mean, they they traded their first round pick for Amari Cooper, which did work out. Really well, so I, I can't bash that trade because they, they 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 he played good in every game, including the game against us. Like he had, I feel like this is a team that's defense is getting really good right as their offense is kind of falling off. Like they were built around that really good offensive line that has aged out and lost a few key players. So agency, yeah. they're in that rough spot where they their offense and defense are not cresting together, which is a hard thing for a team. Um, I think that you're going to see a slight step back this year. It's it's a lot of the same guys they had last year. They didn't lose uh, any players that I feel like were completely mission critical. And even the guys they did lose, like they replaced Cole Beasley with Randall Cobb. They replaced Jeff Swain with Jason Witten. They bring in Robert Quinn to kind of bolster their pass rush because I think we all agree Taco Charlton really hasn't come along quite the way we hoped. Yeah. Um, he's a little less spicy than we uh, initially uh, anticipated. But uh, but it's still, a mild taco. Ortega yeah. seasoning. Bringing Tristan Hill into the de- uh, a kind of a thin defensive line rotation, I think, is really <laughs> smart. Uh, the Leighton Van Der Esch has shown he's pretty good. Their secondary is serviceable. It's not great, but it is good. Do you think it's interesting that they're trying to build a defense around a linebacking core in 2019? That's not the direction a lot of teams are going. I mean, it's just Van Der Esch. I mean, <laughs> Lee, as aggressive Kevin being like, this Sean is Lee stupid. is Sean Lee is going to be left bench. They're not even going to try to get anything out of Which him. Which is kind of crazy because he's probably their like fifth or sixth best defender. Right, but but I don't. He's Jalen Smith is really good. Leighton Van Rush is really good. What is you going to play him at strong side? Like I don't. Right. I just don't think you do that. Neither do I. So that's why I think the whole thing is kind of weird. I I wouldn't be surprised if Sean Lee's fully healthy and able to play if they moved him for like pass rush or secondary help at some point in the season. It would be smart. It, player for player trades don't happen often in the NFL, but that would be one that I think would make sense. It'd have to be a, a deal that was another player falling off that wasn't guaranteed to be healthy. Or, because, a, guy, or a guy that the, the team thinks they can't resign. Yeah, there's yeah, there's yep. no way I would put anything in Sean Lee, even <laughs> as great as he can be. I'm with Kevin, though. I, I do I do anticipate just a slight drop-off here. It's just that it's, like it's a very okay team. It seems it's a good team on paper. They play in it. I think this division is actually pretty good this year. Um, I think it's in, improved. And I thought it was like in kind of a bang-average division last year. And this year it should be a little bit better. I think all the other all the teams seem to have got better, and and Cowboys just kind of stayed the same. Kellen Moore's offensive coordinator does interest me. I think that's a really cool move, and I think and he will do worse than Scott Linehan. No way. And <laughs> Dak Prescott, I want to see him develop, and Kellen Moore seems like maybe he could be a guy who gets him to make that last step from, you know, the the middle tier to into the top tier because um, he's going to get paid like he's top tier no matter what because that's what you have to do and yeah he's making 30 million let's see if he can go earn it yeah the question is can he get out there on the field and show that he's worth it the offensive line still very good Zeke Elliott's still very good there's upside here but I see them at 9 and 7 what are your thoughts on on this team Eric um 
it's kind of weird. I'm I'm very similar where you guys are. The division has gotten better. I don't think that the Cowboys have necessarily improved. However, I think it would be an improvement if they went ten and six, which is how they finished last year, because that would show growth in a year that they should regress after not really reloading. Uh, I really don't know if Randall Cobb is going to be as good as when he had Mr. Aaron Rodgers thrown to him. Here's the thing. It all hinges on Dak Prescott. We can talk about Zeke Elliott and how he's going to be great. We can talk about Amari Cooper. Um, and he does make Dak Prescott look a lot better than, uh, you know, he did before he got there. But I see this team somewhere between 10 and 6, 9 and 7. I think it all kind of, this is weird. I think it depends on how the Eagles do. And the Eagles are a very similar team uh, in the way I, I have their their record looking. Um, just just for it's early and we have no idea what they're going to do. I'll say nine and seven on the Cowboys. And I'm going to lock in at eight and eight. I think they drop from five and one in the division to three and three in the division, and that's where the two wins go out the door. <laughs> so I think they're going to be a really similar team to last year that just has slightly different results that'll result in them missing the playoffs altogether. It's weird that they spent their second highest draft pick on a player who I think is good, but really does not have a clear path to playing time. Connor McGovern. Yeah, like I like Connor McGovern. I think that's not a bad pick. They've had some weakness but... on the interior, and I think that might be them questioning if Travis Frederick can really make a comeback. Okay, which okay. is scary for the team. Yeah, that would be scary. That would be not good. Their wide receivers are good. Like that's one position group where they obviously don't have to get one single thing from Tavon Austin, which is really nice. Yep, because um, they definitely won't. Uh, the New York Giants—they went five and eleven last year. They added—they added and dropped so many guys. Dude, I had to just make choices. Okay, so they added Golden Tate, Antoine Bethea, and Jabril Peppers. They lost Odell Beckham Jr., B.W. Webb, and Landon Collins. They drafted Dexter Lawrence, DeAndre Baker, O'Shane Jimenez, and of course. Daniel Jones, Seahawks connection. Well, of course, Golden Tate won the Super Bowl with the Seattle Seahawks. I'm and gonna, punch Percy Arvin in the face. I'm going to start off. I'm gonna, I want to talk about. <laughs> I want to talk about this Giants team. Okay, um, we all agree on some things. Okay, one, um, you probably don't want to trade like the best wide receiver in the NFL. Two, Dave Gettleman's an idiot. Three, Daniel Jones probably sucks. But when you look at this roster on balance, it's not that bad. And that's what weirds me out. The offensive line is could be a mess, and that's where this team will be kind of decided. But that's still, if when I look at it, it's it's a pretty average looking team. Now here's what's gonna happen: Eli Manning is gonna get killed in the first three weeks uh, by this terrible offensive line. Daniel Jones will come in, and they're probably gonna go like six and ten. And I'm gonna feel really stupid, but I just don't think they're that bad. Um, and I really like like a lot of these guys. They like DeAndre Baker. Dexter Lawrence fills a role in a 3-4, right? If you're going to play a 3-4, that's the guy, right? That's He's a big, giant, huge nose tackle. And I think he could be, in that role, really, really, really special. Um, and so, I don't know. That I like what they did. you know. But going from Odell Beckham to Colton Tate's a pretty big drop-off. And I'm not excited about a lot of these offensive linemen. It's tough. This is a tough team to evaluate because it could be – it's kind of a mystery bag. You open it up and you just never know. You don't know what's going to come out, and that might be true week to week as well, not just not just in in the, on the balance of the whole uh, on the whole season. Eric, what do you think? This is mystery team. Uh, not okay. So this division is such a weird division. I feel like there's two classes. There's Cowboys Eagles. There's Redskins Giants. I feel like one. I can't believe the Giants went five and eleven last year. I think they should have gone two and fourteen. Yeah, they were terrible. When they I still think did, about it, still won five games. Yeah, like I looked at, I pulled up standings right before we started, and I was like, "That's right, five and eleven. That makes no sense." I think the quarterback controversy, and it is a controversy, it will be fun to watch play out because either Eli Manning's going to wear out his welcome and get traded at some point midseason, which could be kind of cool to see, or you are going to see classic Eli. Don't ask me to define that because I'm not saying he's going to win a Super Bowl. Uh, I'm just saying Eli may have like resurgence year, which is, it's just going to be so annoying and fun to watch. That's my feelings on the Giants. I'm really, uh, I'm really interested to see what Eli does. It's, it's one player that affects this whole team, even though there's a lot more than one player on this team. Kevin. I feel like this is a team that made a whole lot of moves to get back to basically the same spot. Um, you know, Golden Tate's a good player, but if you lost Odell Beckham Jr., you downgraded. Uh, Mike Remmers was awful last year. Kevin Zeitler is probably an upgrade on the interior. 
They lost Eli Apple and Landon Collins. They got Jabril Peppers and Antoine Bethea. They'd be relying on Julian Love and DeAndre Baker to come in and immediately be effective, which first-year corners, that's not like a very promising thing to go after. Dexter Lawrence is interesting, um, but again, no real guarantees that year one he's able to do that much. And then Daniel Jones, basically, do you guys want young Eli Manning or old Eli Manning because you're getting a flavor of Eli Manning no matter what. I think I think Daniel Jones might be old Eli Manning, dude. Because young Eli Manning had his moments. I don't know if Daniel Jones. Well, no, no. I mean, do you want a younger version of Eli Manning now or an old version <laughs> okay, of Eli good. Manning now? Okay, that's what you mean. Either way, you're just getting like trounced. 2019 Eli Manning. Nobody I, likes this guy, I so I feel him. like the majority must here's, be right. Here's the thing that's weird. I mean, he can run. Like, you watch him play, and like, so okay. When, when I watch quarterback play, I like to watch the feet a lot. He's, so got, you, he's got Carson Wentz like ability so to you, kick off and run. So you watch his feet and you're like, okay, he's climbing the pocket good. His feet look squared up. He throws and then the, the ball goes anywhere. Like it just, he has no accuracy. It's he like, has no arm accuracy, like, which what? I didn't know was really a thing. It's like, what happened here? Like you looked like you did everything you're supposed to do. And he's then, got a bad release point maybe. You know how Carson Wentz will like huck a ball 60 yards downfield like on a dime and then he'll like overthrow an yeah. eight yard in route? When he's not rushed, yeah. So... Daniel Jones is that, except every route. Like, one out of every five or six throws on every type of route. Another thing, too, is... It'll just go wherever. And another thing, too, he does that really drives me nuts is he will attempt a throw into a window that it is literally impossible to throw a ball into. It's like no one on earth... Aaron Rodgers himself could not put a ball into that window you just tried to throw into. What the hell were you thinking? And so that kind of decision-making is is infuriating to me. So what I'll say is this team needs uh, like a young playmaker at wide receiver to complement oh, Sterling Shepard. Maybe an Odell Beckham Jr. They need competent quarterback play, and they need about probably another one to two seasons for the defense to come together and gel, in which they need to draft like a good safety. And I feel like the defense is on the up and up. Dexter Lawrence is a replacement for Snacks Harrison. Good move. Um, I feel like he can be that kind of impact interior lineman soon. Dalvin Tomlinson and BJ Hill to flank him. Cool, but you have no depth behind that in a rotation on the three-man line. Lorenzo Carter can probably pass rush some. O'Shane Zimenez could theoretically as well, and he's splitting time with Marcus Goldson. You're relying on Alec Ogletree to possibly be healthy, or you're putting a rookie in in Ryan Conley. That's not super great. BJ Goodson is a fine player who exists. This is too, this is too much about the individual Giants. <laughs> Kevin, you, you can't you name every player. But what I'm saying here is, like, they've got this weird hodgepodge. It's just like, a weird team. Like, this so is I said, another team. This box. is, like, the directly worse Cowboys, where... The two parts of the team are not cresting together. The oh. offense got old, but it also wasn't good before. And now the defense needs a couple years to mature. So they are literally the half as good Cowboys, well, which is why I'm giving them half the number of wins at 4-12. and 12. Here's the thing. If you took Ooh. Saquon Barkley, af- okay, if, we're, if we were drafting the, 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 the Giants players and the Cowboys players... After we took Saquon Barkley, how many Cowboys players do you think we take in a row before we took a Giants player? Like at least four, maybe even more. That's that's the problem I have is that the top end talent on this roster is not great. It's like who's the second best player on the Giants? Yep, it's um, there. You go. It's uh, <laughs> Norris Jenkins. It's not good. I'll tell you that. Um, let's go with how about. Hmm. Is it Golden ding, Tate? Ding, ding, ding. Oh, probably Antoine Bethay. It could be Janoris Jenkins, but probably right? not. I think it's Bethay. Cool. Bethay was good last year. Of, they've got a bunch of players that like are awesome fifth best person on your roster. Almost Landon Collins. It could be Nate Solder. Right? Mm. Yeah, it's just not good. Evan Ingram. Oh, it's Evan Ingram. Evan, I like Evan Ingram. Okay, congrats. Oh, potential. It's Rod Smith. He's also a running back. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, so yeah, four, I have him at four and twelve, two and four in the division. I think they'll have the same record as last year. I put him at five and eleven. But I, sure, they, I could see them like playing overachieving and getting to eight and eight. So could I. And then Pat so, Shermer. If they go eight and eight, oh, Pat Shermer's coach. You, of the get, year. you can really see him at eight and eight. That's possible. I have this team at four and twelve because every 
other team in this division is going to get better or play the same. Dallas, I'm looking at you. Uh, I this quarter, I mean, this quarterback situation is hilarious. Team? Ooh, you and I are going to have a disagreement here in a minute. Philadelphia Eagles. Last year they went nine and seven. They added Deshaun Jackson, Malik Jackson, Jordan Howard. They lost Jordan Matthews, Jordan Hicks, Nick Foles, the security blanket. Uh, they drafted Andre Dillard, JJ Arcega, Whiteside, and Miles Sanders. The Seahawks connection says Philip. Philadelphia. This is a hard one. Philadelphia backup LJ Fort was on the Seahawks in 2014. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got, man. Okay, Eric, start us off. What do you think about them Eagles? Uh, so they lost JGI, which was kind of a good move. I uh, just want to put that out there. Take that JGI. Um, I think that this is the year that we see who the Eagles are. We've had a, a Wentz year where Foles came in and rescued the team and brought him that Super Bowl. Then we had a Wentz is going to start. He's going to be fine. He was injured. Foles came in again. This is a Foles-less team. This is all Carson Wentz now. As you can see where I'm going with this division, quarterback is really important for every team in the NFL, even if they don't have one, uh, Giants. But... This division is so dependent on their quarterback play because it's it's going to tell the story for every team. And I feel like that's a real hot take, but <clears throat> I really like this Eagles team. I think that they're probably going to win the division. It's not going to be a, a struggle. It's also not going to be a, a, a wipe the floor with other teams in the division. This team's still really good. They've got a, a, a seasoned roster. As you can say, they have a lot of experience. They lost some players, but they still have some really uh, talented people and overpaid people on the line. I don't know. I like this Eagles team to win this division. That's how I feel about them. Yeah, this team is incredibly talented. Yeah. It's very, very, very talented. Top their top-end talent is is very good. But they're, they're missing a second corner still. They did less than nothing to address that. Um they're so they're still going to have problems. You think uh, Jalen Mills slash Sidney Jones is less than nothing slash Rasula Douglas? Jalen Mills, it, yes. Sidney Jones, it it could be okay. And Rasul Douglas? I don't like Rasul Douglas. Do you do you like Rasul Douglas? Are you and Avante Maddox? I don't know. I think they have enough draft capital there that I can see them trusting. So it spending draft through. picks makes the players good. Like I don't. Their pass rush is still going to be really good. They still have Brandon Graham. Douglas is like real okay. And the thing is that I think is going to make it hard for them is they went from like four elite pass rushers to two. And that's, yes. that's like, re- that's going to make all those secondary guys who were like pretty good last year, right on the edge. Darby Mills are good examples of that. Uh, Russell Douglas, they, they're, they now might not be quite as good because it, it makes your life a lot easier as a secondary player when there are dudes in the backfield on every play. Though Josh Sweat could take a step forward this year. He's somebody to keep an eye on as a rotational pass rusher. Sure. I'm 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 willing to buy it, but I just think there's a lot of like Eagles hype and I think that this roster has top end talent, but I don't I don't think see them as like a thirteen and three or like a How do you feel about Doug Peterson though? I don't think they'll dominate week to week. Uh, like that. Sudfeld is pretty good backup, so even if Wentz is like getting hurt again, I don't think they'll be in that much trouble. I think Sudfeld is pretty solid, to be honest with you. I would agree. So so I'm not worried about that. I think Deshaun Jackson is a good pickup. Gives them some some ability to stretch the field. It's weird that they drafted a tackle when they have two of the best offensive tackles. I, I don't know. I guess they're just foreseeing that Peters and Johnson aren't going to play forever, but drafting Dillard is, is, a, is a weird get for me. Um, from that perspective, because I, I mean, there's a million guys that could have taken with that first round pick. Like, I, if I wasn't, if I was in charge of the Eagles, I probably would have taken a defensive end to drop into the rotation or something like that, which they did do, I guess, if they believe in Sharif Miller. I well, don't know. As you pointed out to me last year, Michael Bennett had a really great year, and it was kind of under the radar for me. I didn't realize it until I really looked at his stats. I didn't watch a lot of Eagles games. I think that's really the only piece they're going to miss. Everything else, I feel like it's going to be another year older. Uh, more experience. Well, they added more like, learning. They added I, Zach Zach Brown too, who is like yeah. a who is like a very good middle linebacker for for the Redskins last year. Yeah, I feel like Michael Bennett's the only thing that they're going to miss. But I, I made I made the crack. What do you feel about Doug Peterson? Because uh, in our Patreon thread, someone mentioned that he was maybe the best coach in the NFL. I strongly disagree. Having said that, I do like Coach Peterson. I think that uh, he built that team. Not exactly out of nothing, but he certainly has a lot of credit for bringing them to the success success they've had. Yeah, I need to see him do more over a longer period of time before I can throw out that red carpet. But I do think he's an above-average NFL coach. 
I really like the talent on this team. I think they have a really good wide receiver core. Uh, trading out Mike Wallace for Deshaun Jackson is a big upgrade, in my opinion. And then getting our Sega Whiteside for when Alshon Jeffries hurt, you'll still have a tall guy who can stretch the field and body somebody up. I think that Andre Dillard for the inevitable Jason Peters Lane Johnson injury is a good person to have on the roster. They have a lot of depth on the offensive line. Um, I agree with your point about Nate Sudfeld. I think they upgraded at running back between Miles Sanders and Jordan Howard. They have a super deep rotation on the defensive line, though I agree that pass rush is a bit of a question mark in one of their cornerback spots. Yeah, Timmy, the inside, question mark. The, the inside pass rushes, or the inside players are so good. Fletcher, yeah, Fletcher Cox, Cox Malik Jackson, Jackson, and Timmy Jernigan. Like, and that's on Ridgeway's a solid functional yeah, NFL Ridgeway player. getting like 250 snaps is really nice. But, they got Vinny Curry back, who is like a, another solid player. They got a lot of solid dudes. Uh, Derek Barnett could theoretically take a step forward. Brandon Graham gets tons of pressures and no sacks. He's, he's an odd one. I mean, that's fine. I'm okay with that. So, in the end, like, when you were saying that you wanted to throw a little cold water on the hype train... The secondary is just really I suspect. thought you were going to say something a little different. So, when you said not 12-4, and four, I agree. I have them at 10-6, and six, I, winning the division. I, I also have them at 10-6. and six. I, 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 complete, like, I just think there's a lot of, like, Eagles are going to steamroll the, the, the NFC, and I just don't see it. If you think that Carson Wentz is a top-five quarterback then I could see why you think that. If you think that Wentz is a fringe top 10 quarterback, I'm like somewhere would, between 10th and 15th, that's where I then would you're him. thinking about along the lines of us because that's what we think about him too. Yeah, I just don't. Wentz, Wentz is not great. That, the wide receivers are good, but they're not like perfect. And the secondary is a little suspect to me without the uh, the elite elite pass rush. This team's going to be a pain in the butt though during the playoffs if they oh, can man. stay healthy. If they if they get to the playoffs with most of this roster intact. They can threaten anyone. They That's another thing about the NFL too in 2019 and uh, you know is that you got to have some good depth and they do have like guys who can come in and do 90% of the guy in front of them. Uh, Especially like, along the lines. Like Paul Woolley, Woolley, Woolley Lowe coming in for one of these linebackers is probably going to do 90% as good. Timmy Jernigan is going to come in and do 90% as good. Anderson Dejo is going to do 90% as good as the other safeties. Um, Wisnew- like they have all these guys. Yeah, Dillard. Wisniewski, Dillard. And so it's it's like um, they have two running backs. They have like two guys at everything. You know what it reminds me of is when the Seahawks had like two guys at every position like mm-hmm. four or five years ago that's what this team looks like and i just think the basement for them is like eight and eight that's like the nightmare scenario the <laughs> there's upside but i think 10 and 6 is, is pretty reasonable eric are you willing to go higher or are you no man <clears throat> 10 and 6 and if the cowboys somehow end up at 10 and 6 then the eagles hit 11 and 5 but 10 and 6 for me all right washington dc football team they added landon collins eric flowers and dominique rogers chrome rt they dropped Haha Clinton Dix, Preston Smith, Jameson Crowder, drafted Terry McLaurin, Dwayne Haskins, and Montez Sweat. Seahawks connection, Paul Richardson, of course, is an ex Seahawk. Kevin, start us off. How do you feel about the Washington DCs? Not great. Not great. All right. So they have Case Keenum and Dwayne Haskins dueling it out for starting quarterback because Alex Smith's leg fell off. And so you have you brought in Terry McLaurin and Kelvin Harmon to try and replace Jameson Crowder. That's a little rough for a young quarterback. Um, I think Keenum will probably be fine with it. I think their offensive line has been going into decline, and there was a big loss along the offensive line. Do you know what it is? You can just tell us. They lost Callahan. Oh, yeah. Their offensive line coach slash coordinator who built that offensive line up. So that's kind of a big thing for them. I feel like, you know, Bryce Love was a good get. I really like their draft in general. Montez Sweat being added to the defensive line gives them a little bit more of a pass rush threat. But in the end, I see a middling offense that could struggle with quarterback play and a middling defense that could struggle at times both in coverage and in pass rush. And that's not a great look. All right. Um... I think that this team has a lot of good players all over the roster. The The thing is, there's like some weird holes, just like black holes, like they're free safety. They have they don't have two safeties on this roster like they have one and then they have five other guys who maybe could play at a slightly below. Dominique Rogers Camardi in a late career free safety switch might be their best Dude, option if, right now. If this team signs Trey Boston, I'm in on like the maybe <laughs> maybe Washington can sneak into the playoffs or maybe Washington can like challenge for this division. But like they are 
if they go to this forbidden season and they're like, DeShazor Everett, that's our guy. We're going to start him at free safety. It will be an unmitigated disaster because their their corners are pretty decent. They have um, – I thought I thought that the Ryan Anderson, uh, if he can stay healthy and get, get a decent amount of snaps, he's a pretty good coverage linebacker, and then he can get in there and do stuff. And their front three guys all had at least 30 pressures last year. Um, so, I mean, that's pretty good. Darius Geis coming back is just, like, basically a new player, right? Because he spent the whole season on the IR last year. I I think it's a, de- a good but not great team. At this point, I feel um, like Adrian Peterson's almost uh, a it, problematic roster plus spot. Adrian Peterson was good last year. I know. Like, not even – there's no, like, qualifiers. Or but they've got a lot of running backs. They've good. got Geis, Peterson, Chris Thompson – and Bryce Love yep. and Samaje Ryan's like a functional back. They're they've got a loaded backfield for whatever that's worth. Is guys going to play most of the season? I would expect him to be the best running back on this roster just based on pure talent. But Adrian Peterson, like I said, he straight up was good last year. So if he's not washed, they're going to have a legitimate rotation going on. And Chris uh, Thompson hoping... is the best third down back in the league, in my opinion. He's... Uh... He can't play him on more than just third downs, but he's a very, very good third down back. Yes, and Kelvin Harmon as a late draft pick is a really interesting wide receiver. They really need their two drafted offensive linemen to step up, though, because the interior of that O-line is pretty weak without him. I like Scherf. Scherf is really good, I think. Yeah, but Chase Roulier. And then anytime you're relying on Eric Flowers, (laughs) that's bad. Eric Flowers was good last year, but yeah. Hey, where do you guys stand on the quarterback situation? It's Uh, it's, with, With Haskins starting, I feel... It, it sets a pretty hard ceiling for yeah. the potential of this team. Like the there's, there's I think no they're way starting with Keenum. There's no way they can go better than ten and six just because I think they start with Haskins. To be honest with you, it's pretty it it's pretty hard to justify the way like a guy like Josh Allen played last year to just not go with a guy like Haskins who is way more polished than that. That's valid. Um, just I think you just go with your guy and you take a few lumps in the first couple games. Um, but you know, it's Jay Gruden and this is probably his job. If they don't go eight and eight this year, he's probably gone. So maybe he feels like he needs to just go out there and, and establish, uh, and that's why Keenum gets the win. I don't know. Keenum is so medium. I really wish Alex Smith was healthy because Alex Smith, you can justify playing over Dwayne Haskins. And last year with Alex Smith, they started the season six and three and their defense was looking really good. They only allowed over 23 points in two of the first nine games. Yep. So their defense was looking real solid. And I thought, maybe maybe Washington is a frisky team. They're pretty good, but they kind of fell apart once Alex Smith's leg fell off. And that makes sense. I mean, they who did they start at quarterback the last couple weeks? Like, they had a Josh Johnson week, right? Or Yeah, because uh, what was McCoy? it? Immediately Colt McCoy got McCoy. hurt. So they didn't Colt have Colt McCoy. Colt redemption to her last five plays. Yes. It was rough. That's just a rough – it's a rough go um, for them. And like I said, I think it's a, it's a team that's kind of underrated just by the general public. And if the line on this – if their win-loss line is like seven and a half, I would say that's a spicy over. That might be – one that you can get in there for, but I got them at eight and eight. Ooh. Bang, bang, average football team. Eric, what do you got? Uh, so I did misspeak earlier when I said that I had every team, you know, around the same record. I forgot that the the Redskins were seven and nine. I'm at six and ten. I don't that really is around the same record. Though. I know, but no, but it's, it's not higher. It's not higher. Like I really. I feel like seven and nine. When you're you're at eight and eight, I think that's very generous. I feel like that is Case Keenum playing. I don't, enough. I don't think Case Keenum's gonna play one game. I know that, but I'm telling you, it makes me feel like Case Keenum is good for three games, good enough for three games or four, and Haskins comes in and just has wow, Haskins. Like, maybe he's the answer. I feel like I've established pretty clearly. I think Ryan Kerrigan's really good. I've said it for a really long time. He's gets a lot of. He had like 60 pressures last year, and then. You know, Mont- Montez Sweat should be able to provide some stuff on the other side. Uh, and then, like I said, these interior three guys all provide pressures. I'll lay they, down some arms. Josh, Nor- Josh Norman is good. <laughs> I, I think he's one of those players kind of like Sherman, or not Sherman, but uh, Earl Thomas that PFF kind of underrates. I have him at 6 and 10 as well. But I, I could see him going 9 and 7. If they went 9 and 7, I wouldn't be shocked. But I have them at 6 and 10. I might be if shocked. you want my most likely outcome for them, it's 6 or 7 wins. They would which- need. To go to go At nine this and point, seven, I think that'd be good for them because then they would cut Gruden loose and they could kind of start over. 
I don't think Gruden's a bad coach, though. Like, but I think they need to start over. Is the thing, honestly? Okay, they need to cut their owner loose. But since that's not happening, yeah, that's the real problem. This is the next thing. They just have like a couple dumb contracts still sticking around. If Jerry Jones was never competent, like look at last year, they just bring in all these crazy safeties, and it of course doesn't help the team turn it around. You just add like a a couple psychopaths to your team. It (laughs) doesn't help you turn it around. It's not surprising. I like Landon Collins too. He's a tone setter. Just in terms of like leading a defense, I think that there's few guys the in the guy. few guys in the league that you could pick up that would be better to just like build your your kind of your attitude around. Kind of the same way Earl Thomas and Cam Chancellor set the tone for the Seahawks for so many years. I'd also say Landon Collins is probably a good counterballast for you know their high profile corner because Collins is not quite as vocal, not quite as challenging. No, not at all. It just seems like a really solid dude. I'm so surprised the Giants didn't. Didn't want to keep him and instead opted to go get uh, the what's that guy? It's because uh, Gettleman's bad at his job. Uh, Antoine Bethea? No, no, they got they got the guy from the Browns. Uh, the guy that oh Jabril Peppers, yeah, exactly. Who I always think could be a useful NFL player, but doesn't seem like he's going to make it. I don't think he's a good Landon Collins replacement. Um, they they play the same position. How about that? That's do they? <laughs> That's do we know what position Jabril Peppers plays? Do we know what position Landon Collins plays? I feel like he's an he plays. Over safety, safe linebacker? Hang, hanging linebacker. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what to, what to call that position. Uh, what do we call the position for Dan Buchanan? Straight up murderer. Like Landon Collins is more of a safety than Dan Buchanan. I think Dan Buchanan yeah. if, on the on the gradient of linebacker to safety, <laughs> I think he's more in the middle, and Dan Buchanan is, has edged towards linebacker. Um, but this is like a fun, interesting thing to think about. Just like that that box linebacker hanging safety role in. 2019's NFL. I'm over here doing your favorite gift, just so you know. Yeah, yeah the, the Larry David. That's not my favorite. No, yeah. I'm doing your favorite. The I just okay. can't do it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The Gotta wait for the shrug at the end. Um, okay, so if you want to support the Seahawks Nest, there are many ways to do so. The best way is to head over to patreon.com slash Seahawks Nest and for a little dollar twenty four a month, get access to our in-season uh, betting podcasts and a few couple summer ec- off-season extras. I just want to thank some of our patrons who have been with us. Some of these patrons have been helping us out for for years. Okay, but we got Forrest, James, Chuck Attila, Tom, Lucas, Carrie, Bob, Karen, Brett, Mike, David, Flockmas Prime, Frank, Michelle, Brian, and Nick, and of course all the others. You guys are really helping us out. If you don't have any money and you want to help us out, you can head over to iTunes, give us a five-star review. We are now up to 60 five-star reviews, which means we have nine more to go. And I just want to say, if we get about nine more this week, and you're the 10th person, and you go to do that review to put us over our goal, really think about what you're doing. Because <laughs> uh, that, be be- that could be a betrayal of the highest order. So if you listen to this podcast and you hate it, Wait till that ninth one comes in, and then just you know bomb in that set, bomb in that seventieth review, and and I don't even get a screenshot of it. Yeah, if you're hate listening, <laughs> hate the hate listeners. I don't think they exist because I think they would have already hit us with the one star review. They just, but uh, I they, think at this point in the they banned season, us on Twitter. <laughs> they, they, that's right, they banned us on Twitter already. They banned us on Twitter and then asked us to. <laughs> Never mind. No comment. Okay, uh, okay. So the um, uh, other things, guys. Uh, you guys ready for for movie zone for movie club? For the club of movies, let's do it. <laughs> Almost okay. changed the name there. Almost did it. What did I? What did I? What did I change it to? Movie zone. Oh no! You're like not like this. <laughs> you went from the money zone to the movie zone. This is uh, this is not good. Okay, so as you know, in the off season, um, I like to test out different like movie club formats. So we're gonna try a new one today. Another new one. This one is a little like the Pixar movie draft we did, but instead, in honor of Spider-Man: Far From Home. Starring uh, America's sweetheart Tom Holland, or sorry, England's England's sweetheart sweetheart. Tom Holland, Uh, (laughs) America's sweetheart Zendaya. Uh, So, so uh, if uh, we're gonna draft something Spider-Man related, but we're not gonna draft Spider-Man movies, we're not gonna draft Marvel movies, we're gonna draft Spider-Man villains. Okay, you are building your ultimate rogues gallery. You are building your Spider-Man rogues gallery. Okay, and we're gonna let the fans decide. Who has the best Spider-Man Rogues Gallery? All right, spinning the pen of justice to see who goes first. And how many it's picks going are we going? Eric, we're going three, buddy. Oh, Always threes. Why you right. want you want to go like eight deep, don't you? Well, you, I I'm could. Really hoping I that my four. picks are up because I have a team that's like perfect. 
together. Right. Eric, uh, you want to do Number four? One Eric, pick? do you want to do? Do you want to do four rounds so that you can like? Con will do four rounds. We'll see how it goes after three. Okay. Because I don't want to ruin anything. Okay, so I'm going first, huh? Yeah. I didn't do. expect that. Oh, See, Eric. Eric had all his obs- so, so inside hard. inside the inside the Seahawks nest right here. You guys don't. Maybe you guys have probably figured this out. Eric's yeah. like the resident comic book nerd. Yeah. If, and if so those of you who for just him, started listening, he was probably planning ago, on like I'm going to grab all these obscure heroes that my nerds are going <laughs> to like, and then I'm going to I'm going to blow these guys out. Uh, the fans are going to like my draft the best. It's going to be really good when nobody knows what he referenced. Exactly. I was going to say, there's people are going to be like, who's Pace Pop Peep? Uh, I'm taking <laughs> the Grey Goblin. <laughs> His <laughs> powers were much greater than the Green Goblin. <laughs> were they greater, Kevin? <laughs> they were. That was the joke. I'm uh, glad you caught yeah, it. Yeah, I got it. Okay, uh, I got I to gotta flip a coin on who should be their number one villain. All right, I'm going to go... Whew. Damn, this is so hard. I don't want to go... Number one, I'm going with Dr. Octopus. Okay. Okay, it was real, real tough choice there, but uh, <laughs> I was going to take you through my thought process, but I'll just say, Dr. Octopus, great villains are the opposite of their hero counterparts, and that can mean a lot of different things. Okay, it can mean the exact opposite. It can mean just opposite in like an evil way. So Dr. Octopus, like Peter Parker, he's a scientist, but he's evil. <laughs> like Spider-Man... Uh, he has a lot of he he references an animal with a lot of arms, but he's an octopus, very smart animal. That's really all I'm going with this. Doctor Octopus is just, of course, a badass who basically walks around on tentacles and hits people with his tentacles while he holds his arms behind his back. He's very recognizable. He's a very good villain, and uh, he's the guy who brings together the Sinister Six. Doctor Octopus, number one. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go uh, I'm gonna go with a, a person that. Is a is a villain, but sometimes a hero. You know, it depends on the the movie, the comic, the issue. I'm with my first pick. I'm going to take Venom, and I uh, I I think uh, Venom's cool. I like Venom. The movie was both funny and stupid, and it was like the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And I loved every second of it because, as you guys well know, I love dumb things. Uh, and I just think it's uh, Venom's kind of like a. A fun spin on something that was, you know, Spider-Man the symbiote, and it changed Spider-Man and made him like all edgy and weird, and and then, and then now he's, he's like, you know, he's his own guy, and he sometimes he has to, you know, eat someone and call him a turd in the wind. It's just what it's the way it goes, you know. It's, just, it's, it's how Venom rolls. Also, uh, kind of like uh, my thing, he's also a good polar opposite. Uh, you know what else I like? He is a loser. Yeah. You are now both losers. <laughs> that's that's what you drafted. Uh, I will be taking Vulture. Vulture. I think wow. Vulture is a great classic villain from from Spider-Man. And I also thought that his depiction in the, I guess, next to most recent Sp- uh, Spider-Man movie was very, very well done. Mm-hmm. I thought that Keaton pulled it off really well. He was the movie. Yeah. And that was the strongest part of it. So partially in honor to him, but partially because I think it's important to start off the lineup with a classic. All right. Kevin, with second one. So my second pick, I'm taking Chameleon, the master oh, of disguise. I love, man, Kevin with some... Right, I, I love think, these obscure I think, picks, guys. I think we got to go four rounds. I think, I think yes, they're going you. four I, rounds. I think we're going to have to. And, we have a choice. And that's because Chameleon, he's master of disguise, man. And that's just always cool, number one. And number two, I got another motivation that I hope you guys let me take in later. Uh, yeah, you're trying to get all animals. I can already tell. No, so, that's um, not it. <laughs> okay. Though that uh, is kind of cool. Um, okay. uh, Eric already knows what it is, and I'm hoping he lets me have it. So here's the thing. I have a feeling I know one of the ones Eric's going to pick, and I really want to have that one, but it's not who I think I should pick, like in terms of like draft position. Do, I, do, you, get, do you guys know my number one favorite Spider-Man villain? I, I do know your number one favorite Spider-Man villain, and it's like my second favorite, and that's why I want to pick it. So I'm going to do it. I'm just going to pick Mysterio. Uh, uh, so Eric is mad. Um, and I so that was, was that was almost my first pick as well. He was not going to make it around you. Yeah. That's... Mys- Mysterio is super cool. And like illusions are awesome. <laughs> and I'm really excited to see this movie mostly because they picked a really cool actor to play Mysterio. And I'm like super pumped about it. Yeah, one of the best for sure. And so that's it's it's going to be really exciting to see Mysterio. And they did the kind of a, a anti-hero, you know, hero slash villain vibe thing in the in the ad, right? Like in the ad, it looks like Mysterio and Spider-Man are teaming up. So like that's going to be cool to see how that pans out and over the course of the movie. I'm excited about that as well. Eric, 
We got two picks. I well, hope you don't take my next pick. You could try to steal it from me. I'm going to go with a classic. All the villains are classic. I don't care about Spot or anything weird like that. I'll go with Green Goblin because I feel like that, if you're looking for number one Spider-Man villains, it's between Doc Ock and Green Goblin. Yeah, you got you got like the two iconic, I think. Yes. Ones. Yeah, but also the Green Goblin, it's just like, he's like the Joker of Spider-Man villains. He rides around on a sled and it, <laughs> and he laughs and he cackles and he kidnaps people See, it's just weird i think at this point we gotta hope eric blows it with two really weird obscure it's gross i'm getting ready there's so many <laughs> i'm fine with it um i'm fine with eric winning I'm if not, there's any if there's any week that he should win it's this one i'm just trying to have fun with this okay so after my second uh my my, my third pick overall i guess oh there's so many good ones you know what i'm gonna go with electro Nice. The man has a marijuana leaf in yellow as a mask. <laughs> <laughs> my That's wife, when I, I bought a toy of him, my wife was like, oh, it's marijuana man. I'm like, nope, that is Electro. I just think it's a weird it's design. electric leaf. Uh, he has actual superpowers, which is not realistic. Um, just, I don't know, he's really cool. He's got a really comic booky design. I'm into that. All right. And he's been around for the run of a the comic. A very long time. I'm gonna um, pick. Like Venom. I'm gonna pick a villain that is a crossover villain. He appears in both uh, Spider-Man and Daredevil. I feared people. This is going to be. A, I'm going to go Kingpin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kingpin is great. Uh, he appears in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse and the Daredevil Netflix series. He uh, is the King of New York, and I love Kingpin. I think it's a cool villain, and they also his depictions in film and screen have been great. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio as kingpin in the netflix series is really good straight up 10 Perfect. out of 10 yeah. he's so good and um it's his second best role ever when i was a boy behind behind sugar water her <laughs> <laughs> which you forget which you forget is kingpin okay uh kevin oh this is hard i have to completely rethink it because i didn't think you were gonna go kingpin right there I, I assumed you were going to take carnage and uh, finish out your your venom run oh so here's the thing kevin that you don't know. Let me talk about this carnage? now. Is Venom's cool and Carnage completely sucks. Yeah, I agree. That's why I thought you were gonna take him. <laughs> if if Venom was nineties, how nineties is now, Carnage? They the can most make 90s. they can make Carnage. It's cool. missing unnecessary Z's. He's code red Venom. They could make they could make <laughs> yes, they could make Carnage cool in the new movie, but they're gonna have to work on it. Because they have, there's a lot of back they gotta work to fix on up. It. All right. So the other half, and I assume that Eric knew where this is going. If you had to guess what I was taking based on my previous comment um, on Chameleon. I I honestly I was looking at Kingpin. I was also looking at maybe Rhino. No, super nerdy. My pick is Craven the Hunter. Yeah, oh, Craven that's a good one. That's a great one. Brother. Craven, okay. Craven the Hunter was uh, was on my I, list. Sir, am making a logical Marvel team up. Okay. Uh, I have between I have Craven for the raw power, and then I have uh, Chameleon for the uh, the finesse, and then Vulture's the planner. Okay. You know, he's also got the superpowers and everything. And because I have the superhero team up going, I'm going to pick someone who normally is not associated this way, but did play the role of a villain in Spider-Man comics. My last pick is the Punisher. Oh, that, d- judges? Because we have a it's logical a, team up crew here where the villain... Here's the thing. Punisher will kill those guys because yeah. he, he does not work with villains. Uh, he worked with Kingpin. He did not work with Kingpin. We have Chameleon who can shift into whatever. Yes, he was hired by Kingpin as a legitimate businessman, which you can't tell me Vulture couldn't pull off. And then we have Chameleon who's a shapeshifter, so it's just a matter of Craven the Hunter. I'm just going to give it to you, but I don't like it. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't love it either. And All right, we're I, calling a big question. I'm going with Lizard. No, I, I think that let, let's let the fans decide. Okay, I, I think this is a logical, uh, a logical superhero or supervillain team up possibility. What if we let you have Lizard, but you give him a gun? <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> okay, I have a lot of options here. Okay, I'm thinking, uh, I'm thinking, I like, uh, like Lizard is a good one. I think Lizard is is in the, is in the shortlist. Rhino, Man. Rhino. Rhino um, is a good one. Hydro uh, Man, Black Cat, Morbius the Living Vampire, Crime Master. These these are all uh, I think I think super Morbius super reasonable picks. What you don't like Morbius? The I said Morbius is a good pick. Jack O' Lantern. Oh, I was like Morbius is cool and he's getting a movie soon. Big so Wheel. Get ready. Molten Man. Big Wheel. It's hard. No, I'm not going to pick Big Wheel. Big Wheel is the <laughs> just Google <laughs> just Nathan, Google Big Wheel. Nathan Spider-Man. he keeps on turning. <laughs> <laughs> it's this proud Mary Panda Man 
He's a giant panda themed supervillain. This is is there really a panda man? It's a panda man. Oh dear lord! I like how you asked. Like there wasn't going to be. Of course there is. This is really difficult for me because Sandman is cool, but the depiction of Sandman in in film was the stone. Man, when they cast it was not good. When they cast that guy from Wings, I was like, this is perfect. He looks perfect, and then he's like crying. I don't want to be bad. Oh, perfect. A ringer. I'm going to go with Black Cat. Because I, dude, the reason I'm going with Black Cat is because I have this kind of like tweener list of all these like tweener heroes where they're like a ant- little bit of anti-hero vibe. And I think Black Cat fits my squad. And also I just like Black Cat. Plus, this makes me the only person who picked a lady. So you guys are sexist. Get out. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's, 20, it's 2019. I don't think having Black I'm, Cat makes you less sexist. I'm woke, dude. Let's be real honest yeah. about this. No, yeah, it's uh, 2019, baby. I'm woke. Yeah, you're you're woke as hell with the uh, cleavage superhero, bruh. Way to hey, go with that all one. All superheroes are drawn like that. That's not her fault. Okay, Eric. She's not bad. She's who you take on your last pick? You getting Sandman? That was my that was my other... My it's, I'll tell you right now, since last pick, I'll just say it's between Sandman, oh, Scorpion. Scorpion's awesome. I can't pick the shocker, but he's like my low Dude, key second favorite. How, how cool is it that in Spider Verse they made Sam they made a Scorpion uh, Mexican too? Yeah, That's and so it was, cool. was they good. just explained he was like a cyborg. How about just how cool is Spider Verse? Can we do that for a second? Yeah, into the Spider Verse. That's like the greatest. Well, in the Spider Man video game for PlayStation Four is as excellent. Mister Negative. If more people knew about him, I would think about picking him too. That he was pretty cool in that game. Yeah, he was. Uh, he had a good modus operandi too. Uh, you know what? I'm just gonna split the difference. And we talked about him a lot. He's pretty dumb. I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna go. Shocker. I don't care. I kind of have two leaders and two guys. <laughs> and you have weird two, powers. And you have two guys who. <laughs> Shocker does not is not dual with electricity. He does concussive blasts. It is very different. It's more along the lines of what Kevin is doing right Shocker. now. Do, do you guys, very do, different. Do, do you realize? Do you realize I baited him into yeah. doing that? It's fine. Yes, I'm aware. <laughs> No, 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 no! You didn't bait me to Shocker. I love the no, Shocker. No, I baited you into telling everyone what, how Shocker was different than Electro. Oh, oh that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. I'm happy to do it. Um, what about? Okay, there's some guys we just never even talked about, like Prowler, who's pretty cool. Uh, uh, Prowler was Prowler in Prowler's a terrible villain until Into the Spider Verse happened. Yep. What about? Um, how about Silvermane? He is an aging crime boss. He's who, like if Kingpin was old and not as and big. And he's a cyborg old man. Yeah, Eventually get, he's a cyborg, yeah. He's the, he's the king of the uh, Magia crime family. Uh, nobody picked Morbius, right? I don't like no. the living vampire. I think it's kind of dumb. I think it's a little bit dumb, but I think that he's used in good ways. Yeah, I mean, a lot of those guys. Uh, there's a superhero called the Sp- or a supervillain called the Spot. Yep. And he's very popular. I don't get it, but I, I kind of get it. How about Hammerhead, whose skull was replaced with steel? Yeah, Hammerhead, <laughs> yet another crime boss guy. Uh, Hammerhead is so stupid. He's, he's got he's a big, He's got a flat top. Get it? <laughs> okay, so let's go over the teams one more time. Okay, Eric's got Doc Ock, Green Goblin, Electro, and Shocker. You're boned. Uh, I got Venom, Mysterio, Kingpin, and Black Cat. And Kevin has Vulture, Chameleon, Craven, and the Punisher. I just want to say, in your two teams, you have two oftentimes allies of spider-man and that is why i'm going to win i wanted to pick some tweeners some anti-heroes yeah that's like like, even kingpin does good stuff sometimes no i just want to say i actually created a storyline for my villain team when spider-man goes after black cat he's like hey you shouldn't steal and she's like okay i'll have sex with you and he's like i'll get her next time (laughs) (laughs) it's it's not it's very it's it's very questionable and woke Yes, and I would much Wait, rather... You described it. Uh, <laughs> I would much rather take Kevin's lizard time. with a gun. Wait, Kevin picked the lizard now? No, I, I just I wish... I would if you guys would disallow... I just want Kevin to... Can, can you just put lizard with a gun? <laughs> what, if I just Photoshop, what if I just Photoshop a Punisher shirt onto the lizard? I love it. Kevin, will you allow it? I will take that. Make oh. move to strike. Not, uh, the other thing it. is, originally my team was the exact same except with Mysterio. Who would, uh, in place of, was that going to be your first pick? Uh, that was going to be... He's so absurd. He's I, a Hollywood stuntman. You could have got away with picking Chameleon dead last, I think. I don't think any of us would have taken Chameleon from you. Eric, would you have taken Chameleon? No. I, I like him, and I love the pick. Uh, Craven... I, I agree with picking the, him. The thing is, uh, Chameleon plus Craven the Hunter was the thing that I wanted to build the team around, because I love that concept. And I was like, okay, now I need somebody who's a planner, and then I need somebody who can... Up- uh, provide a little bit of firepower, and I was out of great options. I guess we could say Rhino. But we'll leave Brett with Puma, Tarantula, <laughs> Living Brain, 
living prey. <laughs> um, okay, here. Uh, and the gray goblin. Central, Ro- Central Rose we didn't pick. Uh, the, the leftover team is like, Ooh. it's Carnage. Uh, no, it's not. Hammerhead, Gross. Hobgoblin, and Lizard, probably. I think that's like, uh, Remy Rhino instead of... I mean, the Rhino is a classic. Instead of Lizard, Rhino, outside of outside of a few choices, Carnage, they all kind of went classic. Green. I think Morbius is pretty like quintessential. Yeah, Morbius is up there. I mean, the, the leftovers team is actually pretty good. Hobgoblin's not bad, right? Well, here's the thing it's about just, Hobgoblin: it's just cut rate Green Goblin. Yeah, yeah it's because the, the Green Goblin was dead, and they're like, let's just redesign the character. Let's <laughs> kill off Optimus Prime and make Rodimus Prime. And then Hobgoblin was like, "Spider-Man <laughs> have sex with you," and he was like. <laughs> <laughs> I just want this to be the plot of every Spider-Man uh, comic now. Just, just every villain. That just did a very. That just made a big change to the. Uh, uh, I get him. I get him sometimes, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight was the night. Uh, Godspeed, Spider-Man. Godspeed, Spider-Man. All right, for Eric Ronnebeck, for Kevin Garber, we will see you guys next week. And go Hawks. Well, that's you have this time. Good times run. No, I ain't got nothing but a bag.